Welcome to episode five. We're coming to the end of season one, and uh, I'm definitely very proud of myself. I'm also really grateful. Um, This is just in time for the Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, that's also why this episode is is a little late. Uh, I recorded it a a while back, but uh, I didn't like the results, so I had to to do it all over again. I had to do it right. Um, I took a lot of the feedback and that you guys gave me and I made some improvements on how I do this. And um you know, since we're in the season of being grateful, I'm also glad uh you're still here with me as we explore these cultural norms and these expectations that ultimately hold us back and stop us from living our best lives because that's what this is all about. Also, this isn't an easy conversation to have or a format to have it in. I'm essentially talking to myself this whole time and I'm recording it. Which sounds and feels crazy, to to be honest. <laughs> but this was meant to be an exploration, and not only um, something into into cultural constraints that we subscribe to every day, but also finding a balance between scripting out the content and freestyling. Because you might have been able to tell, um, but I was I was definitely reading from the scripts that I wrote for the first couple of episodes, and even now I have a script. I'm getting a little bit more comfortable with the format, so I hope it starts to sound a little less like I'm reading something and more like I'm I'm having a conversation with you. Uh, Either way, let me know what you think. Um, I'm always here to improve. And and also, this is just season one, right? This is a test, and I'm looking forward to uh, figuring out how to make this even better going into season two. Uh, In this episode, I want to discuss friendships. The holidays, you know, have all begun, and Thanksgiving has just recently passed us, so it was kind of something that was was fresh in my mind. Traditionally, Thanksgiving has a lot to do with family. Everyone gets together at the grandma's house or the mom's house uh, with their siblings and their cousins, enjoy a great meal, kind of, uh, you know, just, just embrace the festivities, right? But things have definitely changed, and for some... It's really, really become more about friends uh, and friendsgiving. And when I think about why this is a thing, there are a few reasons that, that start to come to mind. Uh, the first is grandmas are 35 years old now and can't cook. <laughs> no, but I saw a meme about that during Thanksgiving. And um, I'm not going to lie, I know a lot of 30-something-year-old grandmas. And I don't think they are hooking up the mac and cheese like grandma would. But um, we also all know that families can be really stressful. Uh, Everybody keeps blaming the other person for something that happened years ago. They've never mended relationships. Um, They can't let the things go for the greater good. Um, And and a lot of this is actually rooted in trauma that hasn't been processed. Um, As we know, family members can can hurt us the worst. Or family, you know, they can become more judgmental than they are understanding about our life choices. Um, Not all families have figured out how to be inclusive to their views on things like gender or how to talk through politics or whatever the latest thing is that's being worked out in popular culture, um, usually our family members aren't necessarily aligned with all of that, right? And we could say it's a generational thing, but but it's also just uh, just a change in, in, in how culture is moving. Lastly, Thanksgiving can be financially taxing on the family. Uh, the elder parents used to cover all of the costs, but the uh, the way everybody's account is set up these days, um, and in this economy, this ain't happening as much as you used to. So it makes it hard to have an expectation not to contribute financially for a holiday that's always been free for everyone except the host house. 
Um, and that's where Friendsgiving becomes more popular and uh, it makes a lot more sense. You can all put together everybody who's involved and buy what you want as a group or bring something potluck style. So that deals with one major part of it all. Money isn't everything and it's definitely a thing thing, but um, it doesn't stop the show. I think Friendsgiving is the go-to for Thanksgiving setup because you can choose your friends. You can't choose your family. As they say, blood makes you related, but loyalty makes you family. Meaning you're not forced to be close to anyone unless you choose to be close to them. So how have many of us in the culture made friendships over the years? I mean, that's the, that's the heart of Friendsgiving, right? Throughout the early years, uh, many of the bonds we created with friends are results of, of uh, pretty much trauma bonds. Trauma bonding is a phenomenon where individuals form deep connections with others who have experienced similar traumas. While, while it may seem counterintuitive, bonding via trauma can, can have a positive impact on individuals and their mental health. That's pretty much the definition of trauma bonding. And as you grow up somewhere um, that requires you to have friends that ride out with you, this is more of a common thing. It's not just about making friends that are into the same activities as you are, like roller skating or skateboarding, or you know you have a shared love for cartoons. Um, in a lot of our communities, friendships have a lot to do with you know who will have your back when people want to f around and find out. By the way, you know how the algorithm works, so I can't exactly curse on here, but you get the point, right? So I'm talking about the friends that won't run when you have to knuckle up, the ones that can hold their own against one or many, the friends that will jump up if they don't like how somebody's talking to you or when they're talking about you when you're not even around. I find it amazing that I've had friends as an adult that have never been in a fight. Yeah, that's, that's very, very foreign to me, but I also think it's, it's pretty beautiful. It's hard to count the amount of fights I was in during my childhood and young adulthood. Some that were physical, where punches were thrown or someone was slammed between friends, and we actually ended up getting over it, which is also another way to figure out or at least learn what your homie is capable of if you actually ever needed them. And I am speaking very personal right now. Of course, this is coming from, from my past. Um, you know, there were other fights that, that involved multiple people across different neighborhoods, lasted years. Sometimes weapons would be involved. And, um, you know, looking back on those things, I couldn't tell you why everything was so serious and why things had, had to happen that way. Because it feels so different than the life I, uh, I live every day. It's like when you actually mature and you grow up and you're out of these behaviors. In a way, your friends were people that went to war with you not just hung out with you at the mall or you had sleepovers with. I mean, we still use these terms in a culture when it comes to describing relationships or making sure that we actually have a relationship with somebody. And those things are, are you my ride or die? Will you have my back? Blood in, blood out. <laughs> All right, I'm kidding on that last one, but it, uh, the crazy thing is it still fits. And that's what's really, really insane about it. It's so militant or gang-related. It's not just about a simple friendship anymore. Within a culture, this definition of friendship makes it hard to make friends as an adult because we have a survivalist mindset when it comes to our relationships. When someone commits like this, it's hard not to be loyal. I understand it, lived it, have new views on it, and I find it crazy that we have to talk about loyalty this way. It's also saddening that relationships like these are mostly formed during childhood, 
when it's supposed to be all fun and games, but it's definitely not. So as you get older, those friends, if they survive, come with you into adulthood. You still make decisions and sacrifices based on all of those childhood experiences. But should you? And also, I think this is where a lot of that no new friends is rooted, you know, um, because it's so hard to make connections in real relationships as an adult that aren't based on these kind of sacrifices and traumatic experiences. So I have to ask these questions. When do things change? And when is it okay for them to change? When can, when can you start to choose friends just because you like them without thinking if y'all need to handle things in the street that you can? I was having a tough time with this in my 30s. I talked to my mother about it, knowing she would understand. And she asked me a question that kind of changed everything for me. She asked, if you met these people today, would you be friends with them? I didn't know <laughs> I was allowed to think about relationships this way. I thought, it was, I thought it was a blood oath with these people. But the truth is, you know, it wasn't. I knew so many other people that felt this way. Um, and we just didn't know what to do about it. They felt overly loyal to the friends that helped to get them through the growing up stages and the hard times of their lives. How many times have you heard someone say, we grew up together? And you know it meant more than just saying, y'all play with toys together or race bikes down the block. When you become an adult, it's difficult to think that you can choose your own friends. It's not like when you're in school or you're living in a neighborhood where you have to choose the best of the people who are the closest to you. As an adult, you have the whole world to choose from. And, and that's what makes it really hard because, like, how do you choose those people? How do you just be friends? I can't believe this is so difficult to do for some of us, but I also get it. These are the ones that grow up in the culture that the rest of the world gets to learn about in our songs. Personally, I learned so late in life that it's cool to just have somebody to go get a slice of pizza with or talk about sneakers all day. They don't have to have my back in any kind of way. It's not a requirement because I can take care of myself. They still can't cause me any harm or allow others to do harm harmful things to me without letting me know. That's a requirement. But they don't have to physically do anything in these streets. Honestly, they don't even have to argue on my behalf unless they want to. It's not mandated as a part of our relationship. I've never answered my mother's question verbally, but I have shown my answer through making some tough choices with my friendships. I realized I needed a different relationship with people as an adult because I have kids and a family of my own. My life goals weren't based on survival anymore. They were based on thriving at this point in life, I'm looking to protect myself and my family in other ways that don't require me to have to street fight. I'll do my best not to let things ever get to a point where those are the decisions that we have to make, but don't let me don't get it wrong. I'll protect my people in whatever way is required. But violence is always the last option, not the first option. If I haven't been able to give my kids a childhood with joy-filled options and the ability to exist without getting punched or doing the punching, I failed. But at the same time, ain't nobody going to bully my kid either. So my kids are going to know how to stand up for themselves. But again, violence is going to be the last option. So let me wrap all of this up. How we formed friendships early in our life within the culture 
don't always serve us later in life. Ask yourself the question that my mother asked me. If you met them now, would you be friends with them? Be okay with that answer. Weigh everything. Use your mind and your heart. But don't be blindly loyal because someone helped you in an after-school fight that happened 20 years ago. To be honest, at this point in life, there's probably more years past whenever that traumatic experience is that brought you guys together um, than you were old at the time that traumatic experience happened. So are your childhood friends the right people to, to be around your home, your partner, your children? That's something you have to ask yourself these days. Because you got to choose friends knowing they'll be around your kids. It's not easy, but the right choices usually aren't easy. I hope this connected with you all. Let's make better choices and new traditions with our families and our friends. This is our lives to live. And on that note, I'm going to go live mine and enjoy my friends and my family. I'll see you next episode. It will be out next Monday, and we'll keep this thing going as promised. Give me five stars. Follow along on Instagram at Audacity. Share it with some friends and, uh, you know, let them know what's up. 